0: everybody, welcome to Play MST for me. I am Jason Soto, and I am joined with my sidekick, Nick Rehack. What's up, Nick? Hi, hello, man. How are you? I'm wonderful. I am wonderful. We have another episode of Mystery Science Theater 3000 to get through. But before we get to commercial sign, I gotta ask, Mm -hmm. um, we are recording this the day after the Oscar nominations were announced. Mm Mm-hmm. Was there any upsets for you, surprises? Do you not even care?
1: I felt like 2023 was overall a weak year for cinema. Oh. Um, I Ooh. think it's been one of the down years. I'm, I think I'm one of the rare few, but I yeah. just, not not a lot happening. Um, and I think like a lot of people, I'm kind of surprised by the lack of Barbie in the nominations list. Yeah, that um, was that was a contention of that, yeah. Really surprised by the American fiction love. Because I feel like mm. that film just kind of came out of nowhere all of a sudden and yeah. was being advertised. No, yeah. It's something I definitely want to see because I really like uh Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright, he's cool. He's a cool dude. So yeah, yeah, anything yeah. he's in I like to go see. But that's really that's really kind of it. Everything else kind of felt like you know what it would be. Um, yeah, I'm yeah. just kind of surprised. And someone had uh, pointed out—I can't remember who—but they said, "Just think, if Best Picture was still back to five categories, would Barbie even have been nominated for Best Picture?" And I'm yeah. like, "That's a pretty good question." Like, um, not knocking it because you know I, I enjoyed it and had fun and whatever. But I—it makes you wonder, like, you know, I—I
0: I, I, so yeah. Uh, so my take is. I never in a million years would have expected Barbie to have been nominated for an Academy Award. Mm-hmm. And it's not because... There's nothing negative about the movie itself. It's it's, it's a fine movie. I've seen it. Yeah. It's fine. It's a perfectly fine movie. I have no issues with it whatsoever. Uh, clearly, it was not meant for me, but I'm okay with it. I'm okay with yeah. it existing. I'm not one of them assholes who's going to be like, Oh, it sucks, blah, blah, blah. No. I thought it was a fine movie. However, it did not strike me as an Academy Award nominated film. Because mm. I did not think in a million years the Academy would have took that movie seriously. Yeah. That's like nominating Guardians of the Galaxy for Best Picture.
1: <laughs> but I think it's an important step though towards the Academy recognizing more comedy. I see I'm I'm guessing so. I just don't know why it would have to be Barbie. <laughs> well, I mean, there's not really like I, off the top of my head, I can't really think of another big comedy that came out. Well, like,
0: wasn't like the holdovers technically a comedy?
1: I, I don't know. I want. I, I wanted to it. see it and I missed it. I, I'm a, seen I it. love Paul Giamatti. Big Giamatti fan.
0: Mm. But. I never thought like this is I never in a million years it crossed my mind like this would be mm-hmm. nominated for Oscars like yeah like maybe like special effects stuff yeah because typically stuff like that that's what it gets nominated for like special right. or editing or, uh, set or design set design sound maybe the sound categories it'll probably win soundtrack I'm not a
1: uh, yeah I'm in, not a Billy Irish that. person at all but um, but um, I think just based on her alone like that's why it's gonna mm, win okay. Not a good song, it just happens I wasn't to be a fan a fan of her Eilish song. song.
0: I do like Billie Eilish. I'm going to disagree with you there. I to like with you there. of her stuff. I lot did of her stuff. I just did not get into that song I I, I I I agree with you on the song um but yeah, everyone's all like up in of sort of sort of sort of sort of sort of not of sort of sort of sort of sort and again it it you know like it would be like if a Marvel movie was like nominated for that stuff, you know. Yeah. Like if uh what's his name, John Favreau got nominated for like directing Iron Man, you know, like that the to me that's the same thing. So I was not expecting it. Now, Oppenheimer like 100%, that's an Oscar bait movie. That was yeah. made for the Oscars. The Holdovers, 100% an Oscar movie. American Fiction, yeah. You know, and I think that's why that movie American Fiction came out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. Um, just in time for the oscar season um yeah,
1: i feel like that's how a lot of them happen like when i went and saw poor things in theaters that's uh, another one there was yeah. a, there was a trailer for a zone of interest and i had no clue what I've zone of never interest heard was, of that in my life and i'm like this looks fantastic and also devastating and here it is getting <laughs> uh like all these yeah. o- awards and nods or nods and everything and i'm just like Maybe there's something to this. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's 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 gonna
1: be a bummer movie though. Like it's about a family that decided to live next to a concentration camp during the Holocaust. So (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Not a pick me up.
0: Okay, anyway let's back away from that slowly let's Homer Simpsons into the bush with that just,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh yeah so I know this is a MST podcast and we talk about bad movies technically but I just want to talk about Oscars just for a minute because uh, when else are we gonna get a chance to do that Sure. Uh, <laughs> But, yeah, so I'm curious about what's going to win. I, I enjoyed Oppenheimer. I thought it was a good movie. Uh, performances mm. were good. I yeah. do think Robert Downey Jr. is going to win the supporting actor for that. He was fantastic. Okay. Um, it might be controversial take, but I he was wonderful. I don't
1: think it's controversial. I think because he got the Globe, right? I think he did, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so that's usually a sign of, like, well, let's just yeah. we get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, so uh, yeah, I don't know about Best Picture. That one's gonna stump me for a bit, because um, I am gonna be doing a. This is not important for anybody listening, but I am doing a Rabbit Hole podcast Oscar pool that I got to put together. Nice. Uh, this week, um, I'll keep an eye out. <laughs> I will let you know. I will email you the link, Nick. Don't worry, you nice. will be in on that. Uh, so anyway, yeah, Best Picture. I have no fucking clue. So I don't know. We'll we'll find out in like five weeks or some shit. If I
1: had to guess, I truly think it's between Anatomy of a Fall and Oppenheimer. And I only mm. say Anatomy of a Fall because it's like that in past lives are like talked about, I feel nonstop. Mm. And it's. That would be the
0: Dark Horse.
1: Yeah. Poor yeah. Things, I think that'd be fantastic.
0: That'd really that be won. a Dark Horse. That'd be a real but Dark
1: I, Horse. I don't see that happening. Have you
0: seen Poor Things? I have not. I've seen the trailers and stuff, but not. That Imagine
1: type of movie. if David Lynch wrote a movie and then gave it to Terry Gilliam and was like, you go make this. That's what it is.
0: (laughs) Okay. Wow. Those are like two of my favorite directors too. So that's interesting.
1: I think you would would find it. You know what? Actually,
0: actually, you know what the comparison I have heard about that was? I don't know if you've seen this. I've heard it compared to uh, Frankenhooker. I
1: don't know if you've seen Frankenhooker. I haven't, but based on the title alone, I can see some similarities. Let me tell you. Sure. The, let me tell you the plot
0: of Frankenhooker. Now, okay. we, now we're tying it back to the bad movies part. Okay, Frankenhooker. This is the plot of it. So there's this guy. He's a scientist guy. And he's engaged and or married to a woman, and uh, she dies a very horrible death that inco- and involves all of her limbs to be torn off. So he's able to gather her like head and certain body parts. Not all of them but certain body parts, um, and then stitch them together with other body parts of hookers that he Mm -hmm. killed Mm -hmm. because he's trying to bring his girlfriend, fiance, or wife, whichever, back to life. And so Mm -hmm. uh, he does this, but the essence of the hookers that he killed is still instilled in the body. So the girlfriend, fiance, wife is now a hooker. And she has the urges to go out uh, to, and this takes place in New York City, obviously. And she goes out to New York City, and this is the eight, this is an eighties movie. This is like early eighties when New York was all grungy and dirty and shit. Um, and and the the catchphrase of hers is want a date?" Um, <laughs> and uh, and so the rest of the movie is just him trying to find her, and then she's like going around with different guys. That's mm. basically Frankenhooker.
1: <laughs> I I can see some similarities, but it's also very different at the same time. Okay. Uh, I I just heard a comparison. I don't know. Yeah, I I think it's it's different enough. Okay. Like base level? Yeah, I can see the comparison, okay. but there's there's a lot more to four things. Okay. All right, really I think. I'm just telling telling you what I heard. I I
0: don't I can't I can't <laughs> verify these things or not myself, so. All right, cool. All right. Well, thank you for uh, everyone listening for Oscar chat with Nick and Jason. Uh, I'm sure this will return after the Oscars. (laughs) I'm for it. (laughs) So we will do that. But for now, it's commercial time. Everything we do here at Rabbit Hole Podcast is sponsored by Audible. You can go to audibletrod.com/ slash pods and try it absolutely free for 30 days. You can download any audiobook, original show, or podcast that you want. After 30 days is up, you only pay $14.99 a month, and you get access to more audiobooks, original shows, or podcasts. What a concept! Uh, and uh, when you use the link, uh, you help us out here at the network. So that's cool audibletrycom slash rabbit hole pods thank you all very very much for supporting us speaking of supporting us you can also become a patreon member patreon.com slash rabbit hole pods one dollar one stinking dollar will get you in to hear episodes early bonus content and I am announcing this right now. Never announced before. Nick's looking looking surprised. He doesn't even know. He may know a little bit. But um, new Patreon-only feature video, I don't know what to call it, coming uh, the 31st of January. Um, I don't have a name for the thing yet, but basically... All of us are Rabbit Hole podcasts. Whoever's available, whoever wants to do this, is going to get together. We're going to watch a movie. We're going to kind of riff it a little bit. Um, it would be kind of just hanging out. We're going to hang out. We're going to watch a movie. Typically, the movie's not... the. Gr- We're not watching poor things. I'll put it that way. Okay. We're not watching An Enemy of a Fall. We're not watching that Holocaust movie Nick freaked me out about. We're not watching any of those. <laughs> um. But uh, coming on the 31st of January will be our riff watching of the Super Mario Brothers movie from 1993, the Bob okay. Hoskins John Leguizamo one. Um, John Leguizamo. and um, we're just gonna watch it. We'll riff it, talk about it, whatever, whatever may happen. Cause we're not like we're not watching this ahead of time and writing quips and jokes. You know, it's just gonna mm-hmm. be off the top of our head. It uh, doesn't even have to be jokes. It could just be comments about the movie. It could be literally anything. It's basically you hanging out with us watching a movie. And you're okay with us talking during the movie. you got to be that kind of person. Um, so, yeah. So, if you become a Patreon member, I will put that at the dollar level. So, even if you just pledge a dollar, you get access to that. So patreon.com slash rabbit hole pods and nick this is me formally inviting you to that you're not in our group chat a whole lot um not and so you do miss a lot of stuff you 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 miss out a lot
1: of stuff so a whole lot i have to tell you stuff
0: separately so
1: (laughs) i saw uh, lisa made a comment about something and she's like i'm gonna have to read back and i started scrolling i'm like i'm not doing it either i'll wait for her to
0: i'll wait and see what she says (laughs) <laughs> so, Nick, if you're available on uh, this Saturday that we're recording it, you and more welcome to come. I will send you the link. Oh, yeah, dude. Um, but, yeah, that's what we're doing. And I don't know how many rabbit hole people are going to be there. It's going to be probably different each month. I just told everybody I'm doing this on Saturday at 8 o'clock Eastern. And if you show up, cool. If you don't show up, whatever. You know, no obligation. Even if it's just me by myself. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it anyway. So there you go. Patreon.com slash rabbit hole pods. You get access to that. Uh, yeah. Hey, Brenda, did you hear about that super shady secret organization? Which one? The, the CIA? The KGB? The FBI? Even worse. Rabbit hole podcasts. Brenda, I believe RHP is hiding proof of alien life. And I think you and I should uncover it. Jason, that is uh, too much work. Can we just watch the X
1: Files instead?
0: X Files. Oh yeah. I-, I love that show with the teenager. Yeah, yeah.
1: Ooh, ooh. Also, can I can I do updates?
0: Oh, like baseball updates? I-, I guess. Just don't expect me to understand what the hell you're talking about. Wonderful. Check out the FBI's Most Unwanted and X Files podcast on the 13th of every month. Anywhere you get podcasts or its home location at rabbitholepodcast.com. The updates are out there. Okay, we are on episode K11 Humanoid Woman. If you recall last week or the last episode, I was telling Nick, I don't remember this episode, but I know I've Mm. seen it. I now know why I forgot this movie. Let's get to it. Movie sign! Okay, I need to correct something that was in the episode. Okay. For whatever reason, and... I have to excuse them for this. It was 1989; the internet didn't Mm. exist yet, so they probably were very limited with how they got information on the movies they were watching. This movie is not from Czechoslovakia; (laughs) it's from
1: it's from Russia. (laughs) And I don't because I'm sorry. When they said it, they were like, "I'm like, okay, I don't really know a whole lot of Czech films." And after the movie, I went on IMDb to look for it. I'm like, "Oh, it's Russian." Yeah. Okay.
0: I'm I'm suspecting it was either like the copy, the production copy they got like in their T V station, some editor, copywriter like just was like, I don't know what country this is. Uh Czechoslovakia, sure, here. You know what I mean? Like that's the only thing I can think of. I don't know or they read it in a magazine and got it wrong or something. Um But regardless, this is a Russian movie. I wanted to stress that. And Humanoid Woman is the American title, the title that we watch. Uh, There's a couple of different titles to it. Uh, One of them makes me laugh fucking hysterically that it's called this. Uh, We could have also watched To the Stars by Hard Ways which okay. sounds like a movie that's in a certain section of the video store that you have to be mm-hmm. 21 and older to access. Like a
1: bead curtain to walk through. <laughs> yes. Or a curtain,
0: some kind yeah, of curtain. A, as a as curtain, well. a swinging door. Mine had a swinging door, believe it or not. Uh, I don't I don't know how effective <laughs> was that was. Saloon? Yeah, I don't know how effective that was to keeping kids out because you can see the stuff when the door is open, so you just got to stand on the on the other side, on the outside of it, and... Mm, you know, just oh, don't get hit. I see a box with boobies on it! You know, that's <laughs> not very, not very <laughs> protective, but you know what? It's fine. Anyway, um, and then the other title was Per Aspera Ad Astera? Which... Sure. Yeah, sure. But we're going to call it Humanoid Woman just because that's the copy we're watching. And I... I, I do I Nick I do a lot of podcasting and a lot of my podcast has me recovering things reviewing things recalling yeah. things yeah. Um, you know telling people what happened in the movie and sometimes I take for granted that I can do that that mm. I have the ability to be able to function sentences to explain what happens in a movie I'll be damned if I could do
1: that <laughs> now with this movie. <laughs> i'm so glad you're saying this up front because i watched it the whole thing and i woke up the next day literally i watched it yesterday woke up this morning and i'm like i don't remember a fucking thing and so when i got home from work today i watched it paused to record another podcast and then continued watching it i'm just like i still have zero clue what's going on zero yeah this is rough guys this is so rough all right What's here's... crazier is when I looked it up on IMDb and you know realized it was Russian. It also said it's a two and a half hour film. Yikes! So a lot got cut. cut out for this, and like maybe,
0: a lot. and I don't even know if anything that would have been cut would have helped. I mean, maybe uh, at this point maybe? he knows. Okay, here's what we know. I will say this: it started off pretty strong because we kind of understood what was happening. So it's the future Mm -hmm. it's some way in the fucking future like way 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 in the future there's a spaceship that's in space and uh they find a broken down alien ship of some kind it's just broke down basically at the beginning of it it reminded me of event horizon okay because it was sort of the same thing a broken ship was lost these other people find it they get onto the ship And then when they get onto the ship, they find a bunch of dead alien corpses just floating around. Mm -hmm. But they also find uh, our main character, (laughs) uh, who is not quite – she doesn't look alien. That's hence the name Humanoid Woman. Uh, But there is something weird about her. And, like, she looks very – like, something's off with her. Like, if you just look, you're like, something's not right our crew discovers that she's a clone and um, uh, she's a clone and she was raised on the spaceship. She's actually from a planet and then was put on the spaceship and then these people find her now. Okay. We're, we're on a good start. You know, that makes sense. Cool. We, you know, spaceship, this woman's a clone. She's on a spaceship. And then now she comes back to earth with the people that found her we're going to get wacky shenanigans. It's going to be like a sitcom. It's going to mm-hmm. be like, you know, oh, uh, that's my alien house guest. She doesn't know. She's never
1: seen <laughs> grass before. She's
0: never seen grass before. She's going to walk through a plate glass window, leaving the outline of her body. You know. <laughs> She's going to just completely destroy the dining room. And then the coyote's
1: <laughs> going to be chasing the roadrunner for a couple <laughs>
0: You know, it's like wackiness and the family's trying to get used to it and they're like, Oh, humanoid woman, don't what are you gonna say next? Let's go to the beach. Now she does have a name that I can never pick up on. I wanna say it was like Naya? Naya something like Nia something like like Naya, Nia, yeah. And so and so she's living with this family, and I'm with the movie at this point. I'm like, okay, I mean it's it's a little slow. It's kind of you know like okay, what's, what's what's gonna happen next? Is it really just yeah. her adapting to Earth and Earth ways? Some point in the movie, and this may be due to me now discovering that there's chunks of the movie edited out. Mm-hmm. Um, suddenly, we're back in space, and the like the not quite teenage boy, but like the twenty year old boy that's in the family is. Up on the spaceship, along with the grandma, and she's like an important person on this spaceship because everyone like has respect for her. Um, and then suddenly the the, the Naya, she's like, "We're going to my home planet,"
1: and then the movie loses me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's just, it, and the way it starts off too in the beginning, it does not feel like a film from 1981. Mm-hmm. The way the score is set up, the way it's filmed, the stuff that they're doing—I'm like, this has got to be like real early seventies oh, because yeah. it feels like a Sunday afternoon TV movie where yes. it's like, "I'm a stranger on this planet, teach me love," you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we'll learn and grow together, and the you know the journey's better than the destination, blah blah blah. But like you said, it just takes a hard turn, and there's stuff that pops up that just doesn't get talked about. They got a lady. <laughs> robot maid that comes through yeah. and like cleans up watermelon yeah and, the and ma- robot maid and I it's about a little that. sassy at times and i'm like yeah. okay i can get behind this and then she's just gone and i'm like okay i guess we're not we're not doing this part anymore and and the way people are dressed the opening when these two pilots find the the spaceship and everything the one of them hitler straight up <laughs> mustache and lizard, and then next to him, Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, he's rocking a strap yes. beard, no mustache, 100% like a psycho. Yeah, and yep. I am like, and then like a cat keeps popping up and going away for no reason. What's and with I'm the cat? Like, okay, that came, man, that cat came out of fucking nowhere, nowhere, nowhere. Like, all right, like three just, different times. Yeah, and I am like, is it a is it supposed to be symbolic? Is it a weird like Tarkovsky kind of thing? I don't, I don't know what's going on here. So. Somewhere in the muddled mess of
0: this, we go to her planet, and we see that it's, like, just polluted. And then now I'm thinking, oh, it's an environmental message. It's like, oh, this could, you know, this could happen to Earth, and the sky's yeah. all f- smoggy, and the water's tainted, and, mm-hmm. like, there's nothing living. And so... um, through weird ways that I don't even know how we discovered this, we discovered that her peep, the people that cloned her, preferred the planet to be trash because they live off of the tainted water mm-hmm. and the smoggy air and stuff but then these stupid earthlings come to this planet and they start cleaning up the water and cleaning up the air and then they're like oh they're making the planet uninhabitable we can't live with clean <laughs> air it's and clean water us. <laughs> it's killing us yeah and then there's this like race of people that i either are with the people that cloned her or are not mm-hmm. and one of them's like a little guy but well he was funny Unless I missed it, I had no idea that guy was a little guy. Because I felt like he was always sitting.
1: Did you get that, too? Did, you, did I miss something? I thought he was sitting at first. And then I literally turned, take a drink from my cup, and look back at the screen. And I'm just like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. And he's going around, I'm the smartest guy! Okay. <sighs> yeah. All right, little fella. No, I had no idea he was this little guy.
0: I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Um, and so then, like... There's no real conflict. Like, they're trying to make conflict. It's like like a road movie, but not really? (laughs) Yeah. There's no real conflict. You know, uh, uh, Naya, Nia, whatever her name was, she's kind of being controlled by the little guy. Mm. Um but like not really, because she also yeah. has like kind of free
1: will and just, I, it... and like weird kinetic psychobility kind of stuff where she's just like popping up and appearing places. And yeah. That's like okay, when can you? When can't you use these powers? Like, and and I'm sure there is so much more to this world that's built. That's very like tedious and dense, hence a two and a half hour, hour runtime. But yeah. it's just, and, and then there's some moments too where it gets like hard sci-fi, where it's like they're going through <laughs> like. A black hole or something, or all of a sudden it's just like visuals and colors, and Mm -hmm. I'm just like, hi, is it the same thing? Did I click on something? Is an ad running? (laughs) I'm not paying attention. Like, what is going on? And it's weird because there's some moments where I'm like, This is kinda cool and I kinda wanna see the actual movie, like whole thing beginning Mm -hmm. to end. But then there's for the most of it, I'm just like, Man, this is almost over. Yeah. (laughs) And it can't come soon actually and now, yeah.
0: I'm glad you said that because this brings me to a point I wanted to make um going through this season with mm-hmm. you for this show yeah. has made me realize something and i'm 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 hoping this isn't ruining anything for you. I don't think it will um I've noticed that during this time their time at k t m a they weren't necessarily watching bad movies like the cheesy wooden acting birdemic the room style movies Mm -hmm. they were just watching boring ass movies yeah they were competently made for example phase four the ant movie that was competently made with actual actors an actual director actual screenwriter it was just boring Mm -hmm. i'm sure this is the same thing i'm sure these were actual actors that they had in russia I'm sure an actual screenwriter wrote this. You know, I'm sure
1: there was Someone a budget. Someone said, Hey, this is a great idea. Go make it. There was a budget money. like you know for, for- rubles. <laughs> here's some rubles for you.
0: <laughs> as boring as this was, if you just if you muted it and just looked at everything, it looked okay. Like you know, and I think what you were saying, they were going for the late seventies sci fi. I think that's attention. Yeah. yeah I think that I, was I on think purpose. It is. It, they
1: just they kind of miss it a little bit. I feel like with they a couple do. corrections, a better score, and like Servo said, there's some moments where I almost had to turn the sound off because there's this like <laughs> jarring, like oh, synth kind the, of thing and these yeah, weird beeps and bloops. And he's like he's oh. like, should they give out licenses? Someone should have a license for a synthesizer. Synthesizer. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like No. Yeah. Yeah, at this point.
0: But like my so my whole point of this was Coming up, like when we get deeper into like other seasons, mm-hmm. we're gonna come across movies where there was no budget, the director had no idea what the fuck they were doing, and like you and I could make a better movie. Like, you know, we got that coming up, but what's happening in this season is you know, they're just watching very dull, boring movies mm-hmm. that are like you said, they're for like Sunday afternoons, you know, yeah. they're just something to put on to fill two and a half mm-hmm. hours. Yeah. On, you know, on Channel Seven, you know what I mean. Like, you fall asleep. Oh well, exactly. And that's what they were doing. And so it was. It, it occurred to me as I was suffering through this episode, <laughs> watching, trying to make sense of this fucking movie. I'm like, they're really, they're not really doing the cheesy movie route in this season. And I, I think that's because they're still feeling for themselves. Because you know. Yeah. I think this whole season at KTMA is just them finding themselves. Because, Absolutely Because there's going to be a point where they're going to be like, oh, this guy, he just had like $5,000 and a camera, and he borrowed his friends for the weekend, and mm-hmm. they put like rugs on dogs and said, let's make those monsters, and we're going to make a monster movie in my backyard. Those are the that kind of movies incredible. that we have coming up. But oh, that sounds incredible. as far as I know, we don't have anything like that yet. These are all just very dull, made for TV movies. Yeah. Made, you know, wonderfully made. I'm sure you know yeah. put some effort behind it. There was some money thrown at it, but they're just so boring to sit through. And this is a prime
1: example of that. Um, it's like uh, what is it, The Sumerian? The whole, like, encyclopedia that Tolkien wrote about the Lord of the Rings world and lore. It's like we're going through all of that. We're going through the world building first before mm-hmm. we get to the Lord of the Rings stuff. Before we get to the stuff. Basically, yeah. And, you know,
0: we can pretty much stop talking about the movie because I fuck all know what the hell happens. Like, I... I, I like I said, there was no conflict. There was... The, the little guy was kind of a bad guy, but, like, not really. I know some other dude that was a friend of hers got killed. Mm-hmm. Um, the Earthlings are there, and I think she doesn't want to go back to Earth. I think she wants to stay on this planet.
1: And that's just kind of weird. And, and the cat shows up at the final frame yeah, out of nowhere. And it, it, as all of a sudden, like, it just gets louder and louder and more washed out. And all of a sudden, it's just credits. <laughs> and I'm like, what yeah. the hell just happened? Like, it's, it's over like this. This is how it ends. There is a moment in the film and in the show that really got me angry. Oh. To okay. where like I yelled at the screen, to where I was mad at the show that they let this happen. Okay. There's a moment leading up to the end of the film where it's the little guy and some other guy talking, and all of a sudden he starts tickling the little guy. And the guy <laughs> is like giggling and laughing and like, ah ha 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 ha. And then out of nowhere, a knife comes and somebody gets stabbed. <laughs> And it gets crazy. Yep. Ten seconds. Ten seconds before this happens, they're like, "Oh, we gotta go." And they and servo, they get up and they walk out of the theater. Yeah. You didn't watch the film ahead of time, like you missed this. (laughs) How do you not stick around for this? (laughs) Yeah, I was so mad. I'm literally sitting there. I'm like, "Go back, go (laughs) back." I'm just yelling. I'm like, "You gotta get back in there." What the hell, guys? I was was so mad like it's that moment there is right even if they just sat there and went what the hell is that because there's sometimes (laughs) where they just flat out do it yeah yeah, just like huh huh yeah 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 and and i'm for it but i'm just like fellas because there's some great riffs there's some great bits in here Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um when she's like feeling the grass and was just like mmm dinner dinner yeah Yeah, they had some deep cup references to like the Wizard of Oz, Koyanis Kotsi, uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. There's a really solid Sammy Davis Jr. impression. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised by that.
0: Yeah, yeah and yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I liked uh, uh, Servo and Crow dancing along to like the music a little bit, mm-hmm, and Servo mm-hmm. like wanting to reach out for his people. Yeah. There was a couple callback bits, uh. Towards the end, uh anytime like something's kinda out of focus, Joel just yell, Focus, focus and you yeah. keep yelling it until it comes into focus. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. So there's some good bits and I think it's the riffs that kinda help keep you along and, yeah. and keep you interested in going, which is the whole point of the show. Right. But it just they oh I was so So, so you were mad
0: when they left during the the stabbing scene. That's yeah, what...
1: Because it they left and mm. then not ten seconds later, I'm like, there's get back in there. Run, go back in there. Like, has there ever been a moment on the show where they leave, and then they're like, oh, oh, and they come back for something, or and um, not like a random, like, oh, I left a, I left a whatever, and then leave, but I mean, like, leave, but then come back and decide to hang out.
0: Uh okay, yeah, that's a good question. Okay, potentially, I'll take it potentially. <sighs> no, I, okay, I can explain it without like super spoiling stuff. So there will be times where. Either it has a gag, or they're trying to make a point. I don't know what it is, where like the screen will go black, and then like they're like, "Oh, that's the movie's over." That was short. The like ten minutes into the movie, and then they'll be like, "Oh, that was a short movie." Then they get up and you actually see them leave, but then something comes back on the screen, and then they're like, "Oh no, it's still going." And then they all come back. Okay. That, that does happen a few times. Okay. Um, not a I'll lot. They don't. They don't like beat that joke to death or anything. Hmm. But it does happen a few times. Okay. Um, there are times where they're just like, "I've had it," and they leave. But uh, otherwise, yeah. There's not like a. There's not really like a. Uh, oh, let's just go, and then they hear something interesting, and then they come back, and then they sit, like, yeah. more, you know what I mean? Like, there's not really a time like that. Okay. Um, When we get into, like, season one, um, the show's more structured. Okay. Like, everything's a little more, like, planned out a bit, like, because mm-hmm. they have to now work around actual commercials and, you know, a network kind of telling them what to do. So they have to, like, time things right. So they're like, all right. A ten minute chunk of the movie, then we go to commercial, another ten minute chunk of movie, and then we go to the the bridge, and then we have a five minute sketch and then a commercial. Like you know what I mean? Like so they can't really mess around like that, like later. Um So yeah, so to answer your question, not really, but kinda. Okay. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. Uh anyway, this movie, uh, on a how many bullets do you want to shoot this? into its face one or five i want to just put 19 bullets i mean it was movie.
1: it was like it's fine up to a point and then it just it loses it and i think it's because you know they had to cut so much out of it in order to fit it and that could be it in, but still and, it's... but there's just so much happening and, and it's very low budget and it does not look good for a lot of it, and and maybe it's the version that you know we were watching on YouTube because there are some moments where there's some uh, weird the screen YouTube. gets a little wonky. Which, well, I mean it's a VHS tape, so what do it you was a VHS that, tape you know I mean? that was yeah. yeah. So I think it was just so, that. Yeah, and and that's understandable, and that's fine because that's mm-hmm. how you know we're able to see these and everything. Not right, knocking right. it. Shout out to whoever's been uploading them. Big fan. yeah, seriously um, yeah but uh yeah it's just one of those things where i think if it looks a little bit better and it had more of a consistent score instead of just like noises that are just it's grating to the ear and i'm just at fr- like i can get behind some noise music sure i'm a death grip's fan but i, I you know, know what i mean means. like <laughs> there's there's one or two people going yeah okay i'm sure i'm sure somebody <laughs> out there knew what the hell you were saying anyway yeah okay he's right uh, but i and i can i can listen to some noise and everything but it, I'm just like, what are we doing here? Like, can we, did you just forget? And you're just, you know, what are we doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, One final
0: point I will make about the movie, then we'll get to the episode itself. Um, Sandy Frank. He's a name that popped up at the beginning of the movie. Mm -hmm. So let me explain what his deal is. Um, Because he's going to come up again. Sandy Frank was an American guy who had a like a video production distribution company. And what he would do is, in the 80s and possibly 90s, um, he would find these really kind of old, weird movies from other countries, buy the rights to them, mm-hmm. slap his name on it, and then either retitle it or... Uh, in some cases, just say Sandy Frank presents and then the name of the movie, put it onto like a VHS, real to real, whatever, some way, and then sell it for cheap. Hmm. And we're going to come across Sandy Frank a lot during this podcast. Okay. Uh, for example, he did the American versions of Gamera. He okay. bought all the Gamera movies to America. So, a lot of gamma movies begin with Sandy Frank Presents. Okay. Um, there's going to be a few others coming up. Actually, even in this season, the KTMA era, that's going to say Sandy Frank. Uh, but he becomes a very important person in season three. And we're, it's going to be like 2028 when we get to season three, probably. But when we get to that season, I'll explain more. Um... But, yeah, Sandy Frank, the whole Sandy Frank love, if you will, begins here, which was interesting for me as a fan, seeing, like, the dawn of the Sandy
1: Frank jokes, um, knowing where it's going to go eventually. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Okay. That's pretty cool. You actually just kind of blew my mind a little bit when you said that it's going to be, like, 2028 when we get to season (laughs) three because I'm sitting here going, well, I know there's, like, 200-some episodes. And we've been doing, like, every other week, and that's, like, roughly 20 a year, you know? And I'm like, oh, my goodness.
0: Well, first off, I'm I'm approximating the year. I'm just, (laughs) no, but still, dude, like, that's... It it really might be that, it really might be, like, around that time when we get to season three. But, um, yeah, anyway, I just wanted to explain that really quick. Um, All right, I think if there's nothing else about the movie um, that you need to get out, Uh, let's go ahead and talk about the episode itself. So this, uh, came on January 29th. We were so close. (laughs) We were so close to timing this. January 29th, 1989. Um, this is... Uh, after the super bowl episode that was last week and that's how we begin with the scientists mad that they got higher ratings in the super bowl which even they point out in the show was weird because the week prior they were mad that they weren't getting ratings yeah so i don't know like what the joke here is supposed to be like the f- scientists can't make up their mind um they just well, want to I mean, be like, mad like
1: we're mad that's why we're mad scientists that's why that's we're that's mad, we scientists. mad scientists I I appreciate the honesty of it because there is honesty behind it. It's mm-hmm. it's their talk about, you know, the ratings are low or we're not getting enough calls or people are saying this. Or, hey, the ratings are high. This isn't so bad. And, like, in the beginning of the episode, the Mads are looking at a cutout of Elvira. Elvira. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay. So they're also <laughs> winking and nodding and being yeah. like, you know, we're similar to these other programs and things. And yep, yep. and I, I, I really appreciate that honesty and that kind of, like, inward look to help build that universe out. And how it's, like, really the whole thing is trial and error. But they're just letting you in on it. Like, there's yep. no big, like, we're taking ourselves seriously and this is probably – it's like – no we're just we're hanging out on the satellite of love we're having a whole lot of fun doing this Mm -hmm. and let's just keep an honest and open dialogue like yeah our ratings aren't great or not a lot of people are watching or and i think that also kind of turns into this like hey have you been watching this show or hey have you heard about that like it spreads that word of mouth kind of thing and then builds to the cult status that it has now but i i don't know there's just something about that honesty that i like because i feel like there's a lot of shows that don't talk about it Mm-hmm. Or they, you know, just try to keep the ratings, like, oh, we're in it for the fans or whatever. Like, it's just it's right, 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 right. We're in it for the sake of the art, and I'm just like, yeah, I can get behind this.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I do appreciate that they do that. They make the, they make those jokes a little bit. Um, so after that, um, actually, I want to talk about the riffs for a minute because their, uh, their riffing is getting a lot stronger. Um, it really is you mentioned a lot of them during the movie um but I remember like actually like when I was trying to figure out what the fuck was going on in this movie there were like I would like notice one of my favorites um was the weird sequence when she's on earth and she's just kind of messing around in the house she's like put, she's like in this weird machine or something and then someone says uh, oh why did she crawl inside an espresso machine <laughs> Um and then um yeah and then uh, there's just so many uh I bet you because you're a music guy I bet you were into the craft work stuff that they kept mentioning
1: I thought that was great I thought the Devo stuff was great <laughs> Devo like, just, yeah a lot of these like name drops and everything and I'm like okay I get this reference like this is kind of fun like I'm I'm behind it and I think it also shows and I start to wonder myself. Where does the person behind the character end and where does the character begin? Like when they talk about this stuff, are they riffing in the sense of like, oh, I don't like Devo, but Servo would like Devo. Or I don't like this person, but so-and-so would like this person. Or I wonder Mm. if it's just, hey, this is just an extension of ourselves. We can kind of say things that I don't want to say are edgy but we can be a little goofier, we can be a little sillier, and be like, oh, it's the character, like, you know, it's, the, it's that kind of thing. Okay. I started having that thought at, during this episode, because there's some riffs on here, like I said, the Koyaanis Katsi one, uh, the No One uh, Wants a Charlie in a Box, that I'm like, I make those jokes. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is great. Like, I'm, Servo yeah, yeah, continues yeah. to be number one with a bullet, my you man, are, like he you is. You are
0: a Servo fan. I'm, I'm big through. into Servo. That's awesome. Uh, I like the Superman dad jokes because that guy did look like Superman. So much,
1: <laughs> In the so movie. Was that Jor-El? Uh,
0: yes, under Jor-El. Yeah. yeah, Jor-El. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, there's a, they did a really good job in this uh, episode. Like, you know, very rep- – oh, I'm sorry. I just – I remembered my favorite sequence and my favorite riff. It was the sequence when they were on the space, like the spaceship going back to her planet and she's like going through a hallway, but like they make it really trippy looking mm. and then they said, Oh no, we're in a rhythmics music video yeah. because she also looked like Annie Lennox. She kind of did look a like Annie bit. Lennox. Yeah. 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 So that was like my favorite sequence. I was literally laughing for like minutes when, after
1: that, after they said that. I like the play on humanoid woman uh, being evil woman by ELO. Yeah, yeah. like humanoid, humanoid woman. woman. <laughs> and I also yep. love that anytime they sing, I feel like Joel will borderline genuinely try. But Servo sort of Girl, we're always we just so monotone. Is in like, yeah. why are we doing this? Oh, I can't believe it! Like it's something, something about yeah. it. I just I I love it, and it's annoying at the same time. <laughs>
0: There's just yeah there's a lot of there's actually a lot of good riffs in this one um, which you know and good on them for finding a lot of stuff to get out of a boring ass movie where you have no idea what the hell's going on yeah um, absolutely. and them just reacting to just things that they're watching which is actually the best way uh, the you know the best thing about mst3k is them just reacting to what's happening at that present moment. It's yeah. not about, like, you know, trying to be very clever or trying to, you know, figure out the movie. Eventually, they're going to drop that. But, you know, instead of just being like, what's going on? You know, just saying that. Because remember some episodes ago, that's kind of what all Joel was saying. Like, oh, what's happening now? Why mm. is this happening? You know what I mean? They yeah. they do, you know, they're starting to get away from that. And now they're actually doing pop culture references. They're making actual quips and jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the arrhythmics thing, like, that's still... That's probably my favorite thing up to this point in the KTMA era. Okay. That is is like up, up, you know, I don't know what's – I can't remember what's coming up in the next batch of episodes, but right now if someone were to ask me, you have to name a riff from the KTMA era that's like your favorite, I'm going to point to that. Because that was so spot on because it was such a weird scene Yeah. anyway. And it did look like a music video, and she looks like Annie Lennox. So for them to be like, it's an arithmetic video – was just such a spot on like riff and i have to applaud them for coming up with that cuz that was so fucking clever <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah those were the my some of my favorite riffs um and you, you uh, if did you have any more riffs before i get to like what actually happens in the episode um uh... you you did a bunch earlier <clears throat> yeah no no i i got mine in there yeah all right. Um. So on the on the satellite, um, we get some weird segments. These are all kind of weird. Yeah. And I'm 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 curious about why they're weird. If it's like we have this premise of the guy on of a guy and robots on a spaceship, and we have to cut back from the movie every so often, but now we have to figure out what the hell do we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for example, um they're just playing tag. They're literally just Which, running back and forth. So
1: great. Cause you <laughs> see them running and I'm like, okay, then they're running back and I'm like, what are we doing? And then just hear, you're it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's all of them it's it's Crow Servo and Gypsy with Joel. Yeah, I was so happy to see Gypsy get involved. And then I loved it when they get back into the movie theater and they're still trying to play and Joel's like, "No, it's a free zone." Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, and something very important
0: happens here that doesn't happen very often. Um when they go to movie sign and they're going down the hallway, you got Joel and the bots running in front of the camera,
1: yes, which I like and that <clears throat> happened It's funny you mentioned Phase 4 because that happened two episodes ago. That was Mm -hmm. the first time it happened two episodes ago on the Phase 4 episode where Mm -hmm. Joel was being, like, chased by the camera. Camera, yeah, yeah. And and I really like that. So when they did it again, I was like, ah, it's one of my favorite things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check off the box. So,
0: yeah. Um... We get this segment where there's a blender up on the on the counter and Serval's like talking to it like a woman at a club that or had something. Me
1: dying, <laughs> dude. Oh my god. I was, he's like, You got eleven settings. I see you got eleven settings, yeah. Is this and doing then, it for you? Please tell me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: and then I like that Joel comes in and he starts blending and then drinks from her and he's like, You're drinking from my gas Yeah. <laughs> And then he goes, all right, I guess... He
1: hits on a Mr. Coffee. Coffee,
0: like, oh, sorry, Mr. Coffee. I'm so embarrassed. (laughs) Um... And then we get the the surrealism, which I think is based on the movie. This is one of the yeah. rare times they base a sketch on the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and they talk about they have like the cameras upside down, and it keeps focusing in and out. And they're talking about like you know the Salvador Dali painting with the clock, with the mm-hmm. you know the watches and whatnot. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we get this weird thing, and then we get this weird little bit at the end. Uh. Well, a lot of weird things happen at the end here. I to me. Um, they were complaining about people who call in and requesting movies Mm -hmm. and like Joel had to like firmly state, (laughs) we don't control the movies. (laughs) Um, they're sent to us and, you know, so like basically quit requesting movies, Mm -hmm. which, you know. I'm gonna ruin the joke here and go behind the scenes. They did fully have control of what movie they're gonna watch. <laughs> I, mean, you know, like they were just lit- like the the TV station they were at. They just a library of all these movies, yeah. and they just picked one. Yeah. So like, that- like yeah, That's just fine. So I'm 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 almost wondering if you know because we don't know they never played this like the the voice recordings or whatever. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they're re- like requesting like stuff like Star Wars. You yeah, know what I mean I would
1: assume as much
0: Robocop you know what I mean, and maybe that's yeah. why he had to do that.
1: you guys should make fun of this, you guys should make fun of that you guys should
0: uh yeah, of that yeah. Kind of stuff. I think that's so I think that might have been what was happening, and he was trying to be like, we don't have Star Wars <laughs> <laughs> here <laughs> we
1: have humanoid woman <laughs> that's and the kind of movies that we have access to, <laughs> and I'm wondering if that's why they haven't been playing the voicemails on the show is because a lot of it is just like, you should play this or you should play that. And like, it could not be a yeah. lot of, and I was, I'm like, it's been a couple episodes, I feel since we've had it. And they were yeah, also yeah. advertising big time in the corner, uh, the fan club where it's like, write yes. to Joel, or do whatever. And I'm like, okay, that's and there's cool. an address. Yeah. There's an mm-hmm.
0: address, which I think if I remember correctly, that was the station, the right. KTMA station. So you can actually write to the station. Um, I meant to look that up and I forgot to see if that's still there. Mm-hmm. I I did forget to look that up. Well, I'll look tune it up. in next time, folks. I will. I will. <laughs> it's gonna come up next week, so I'll look into it then. Perfect. Uh, yeah. And then um, in this final sketch, and so why I think this is weird, is because I think. They didn't know how to end the episode, so they yeah. were just literally improvising all of this, because mm-hmm.
1: they're like, "Well, what are you gonna do, Crow? You know, when yeah, we're it was like uh, get to stuff I haven't gotten around to in a while. <laughs> it's like okay,
0: yeah, and then they're just like, okay, bye, and then yeah. it, and then the episode just ends, and it's just like, this is such a bizarre. Mm-hmm to me it to me it's bizarre to you you're no, like yeah it's it also whatever. felt a little
1: weird especially because it was it, it was almost like sincere he was like well i'm just you know having it'd be like jason what are you gonna get into this weekend he's like well i'm gonna go grocery shopping and then mm-hmm. probably change the oil in my car and it's like okay <laughs> that's not the fun kind of zingers yeah, i was looking for exactly
0: like. yeah 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 100 percent. so yeah so the the ending wasn't all that great here um But with that said, let's go ahead and overall, Nick, the whole shebang episode, what did you think?
1: Overall, positive. Uh, I think the boys are trending upward when it comes to bits and riffs. I think, like you said earlier, those are only getting stronger. Um, At this point, I'm kind of hoping that we get to some films that are a little more cohesive (laughs) and and that make – (laughs) And then have a genuine through line instead of like, here's three episodes of a TV show put together or here's something kind of random. And again, I know there's only so much they could pull from, but here's hoping in the coming episodes, something a little more cohesive because it's like it's weird because I'm watching the movie, but I'm also checking the corners every so often to see, you know, are they doing something or what they're getting into? But like, I'm still invested in the film, and I'm like, i got to pay attention because if they riff on something. So it's a weird one thing that kind of feeds the other, the, or what is it, or a bello, the snake eating the tail, whatever. It is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's Ouroboros. It doesn't matter. What matters is uh, I'm having a great time, and I'm looking forward to the next episode. And if as long as the riffs continue to improve like this and get strong, keep them coming. Like, I'm all for it. <laughs> okay. All right. I can't make any promises. I'm just going <laughs> to... You know, right and now. Hey, you know what? There's going to be some bad episodes, right? Not every show is perfect. Uh, there is yet to be a perfect TV show out there. So I'm fully expecting a couple episodes from, like, oh, Jason, this wasn't great. <laughs> Which is
0: fine. I mean, I, I I gave my warning in episode one. This season's mm-hmm. going to be rough. Mm-hmm. There's, the, you know, not everyone's going to be, you know, a gem. You know, it may pick up and then it may hit a lull spot again. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that that's the that's the problem, I guess, with mm-hmm. this era, the KTMA era of them just trying to find themselves. So yeah, right, it's right. it's not you know, the next episode, which I know what the next episode is, but just for your sake, the next episode could be a clunker. Mm-hmm. It could be it could be the same kind of movie. It could be the most boring, yeah. fucking nonsensical movie in the face of the planet. And then they're actually stuck with you know why well, I don't know what to say about this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it yeah. could go back down, but it, then it'll go back up again. You know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's gonna be this peaks and valleys going on. Yeah. So that's all I can say. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, that's all I got. Um, all right, this was fun talking it about was, a weird ass nonsense movie from Russia yep (laughs) the arrhythmics video yeah (laughs) if i could just single out that part and then just like show that to people and be like early ktma you know like ktma mst3k was rough but look at this chunk tell me tell me this is not peak riffing right here uh all right that is gonna do it for this episode uh everyone out there listening I want to thank you guys for listening for checking us out um we are much like mst3k we're finding our footing we're getting yeah. we're getting up there uh people have been discovering us checking us out I want to nice. thank you guys for listening hell yeah dude um and if you are if this is your first time uh go to rabbitholepodcast.com. And go check out all the previous episodes of Play MST for me. Uh, They're all there, lined up, ready for you to listen to. And while you're there, you should go check out the other podcasts that are done over at Rabbit Hole Podcast. Nick is the co-host of a show called Lyrical Innuendo with our friend Bubba Wheat, where uh, every episode they take one song, um, they listen to it, and then they talk about if the song is about sex, drugs, or... It's just a song. It's rock and roll. There's or nothing Star behind Wars. it. Who knows?
1: <laughs> <laughs> or Dune, really, in one case. it's <laughs> <This> is true. <laughs> That is the one true case where it's it's dune. It's its own <laughs>
0: special thing. But what song are we talking about? You'll have to go find out. Lyrical window. Go check out Nick's other show. Nick, I want to thank you for doing this with me. This has been a blast. Hell yeah. And I am enjoying watching you go through this. This is amazing. Yeah. Thank you so, so much, Nick.
1: No, thank you. This has been this has been so great. It's been nice to have something that's so consistent. And that just keeps delivering. So it's the gift that keeps
0: giving. I'm glad to hear it. We'll see you in the not-too-distant future. Copyright 2024, Rabbit Hole Podcasts, rabbitholepodcasts.com.